Let me see if I can. Oh, I can actually hear myself. Oh, you can. Really? Oh, you can. Okay, okay, good. Okay. Yeah, so I can hear myself as well. If I'm over here, uh -huh. I'm really quiet. If I'm over here, it's a little louder. So yeah, kind of trying to find a sweet spot, like the best spot for you, and feel like oh, oh I can hear better. So welcome to Curiosity, Department of Communication and Media podcast. My name is Ryuta Hashimoto. I'm a today's host in this episode. And my name is Mallory Schaefer. I'm Ryuta's co-host. Thank you for being here with us today. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, so today we have a wonderful guest uh, from a Muslim Student Association at Minnesota State University, Mankato. And we are looking to hear their experiences of like, what is it like to be a Muslim student on campus as well as in Mankato? So would you be able to introduce yourself a little bit? In um, so my name is Abir. I'm the event manager of Muslim Student Association. Okay, um, and I'm Fatuma, and I'm the secretary of MSA, and I'm a nursing student right now, second year. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so is it, you guys are celebrating Ramadan right now, yes? Um, yes. Um, and isn't there a greeting that you tell each other? Yeah, uh, the greeting we say, like, when we meet uh, uh, fellow Muslims is, like, assalamu alaikum. Um, that's the greeting we use normally. And then, like, just to, when it's, like, the beginning of Ramadan, we also say Ramadan Mubarak as a way to, like, you know, introduce the new month and, like, you know, it's, like, a happy holiday, but mm -hmm. Ramadan Mubarak means happy Ramadan. <laughs> Ah, that's nice. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Wow, that's great. Thank you for sharing it. Yes. And yeah, so kind of like a begin the, uh, you know, today's uh, today's interview, I was really, you know, wanting to ask how how you found MSU Mankato. How did you decide to come to MSU, first of all? And kind of, you know, share a little bit about your, you know, how you get here. Um, so since I'm the international student, I actually did not choose Mankato, I mean, MSU by myself. I followed over here because my older brother, he chose this university. And then I was like, yeah, he loved this university. So I was like, yeah, fine. If you're over there, then I should have a background. I'm mean, sorry, backbone, you know, to just support myself with everything. So I was like, yeah, I will also come over here. So that's how I ended up in this place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've lived in Mankato for like quite a while, almost 16 years. And um, when I was in high school, I was in this program called AVID program, which is like um, uh, like a tool to help you prepare for college. And we did a lot of like college research and like where to apply, how to apply. And MSU just happened to be one of the colleges I applied to. And I didn't know like back then, like there's things to consider like um, finances, like how are you going to live? How are you going to provide for housing and stuff? So I just decided to stay in Mankato to make like that aspect of like finances easy for myself because like I live with my parents right now here and I have my car and I just have everything I need. So and it provides the program that I wanted to be a part of. So this was like the best option for me, like financial wise. Wow, how do you like MSU so far? Uh, are you what what year are you in? And you um, know, I'm also um, I'm also a nursing major and in second year right now. Yep. Yeah, me too. I'm a second year. Yeah, how do you how do you like MSU so far? 
it's actually pretty great. I mean, except the weather, like, you know, around Mankato, <laughs> everything is good. Uh, like, it's a very friendly environment where we can actually practice our religion, okay, with no facing, you know, any kind of backlashes or any kind of hate crimes. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and as for me, uh, I really love being here at MSU because it's close to home. There's people that I went to college here or that I went to high school with here that like go here. So it's nice to see familiar faces. And the campus is like big, but it's not that big. Like I've toured like other colleges and it just scared me. But like here, just it felt comfortable. That's great to have a little homey taste. Is that is that the one of the thing in MSU, I think? <laughs> yeah, it's not too big, not too small pretty good size yeah that's wonderful and i also wanted to hear since you are you know you uh today came from a muslim student association i just wonder how you you know initially found the organization um and how did you you know start getting connected or getting involved in the organization um so uh every friday we have a prayer okay in pennington hall um which is like the juma prayer okay so it's a congregation prayer where we all muslims gather up together and we pray um so that was the place where we were like okay uh only muslim student association they only have the prayer maybe we just need to you know just add up a little more things to just you know find more new students and attract more students because um every ramadan as well muslim student association have iftar which is like you know for breaking the fast the food we give so they give food out for free in the masjid okay so and they also like we pray together so it was like a kind of fun having your own people of your own religion together pray together and stuff so that's how we were like okay let's just you know try to see if we can find a spot in there and then just join up yeah that's how we ended up there um yeah actually like last year the only thing msa was doing was like the Juma prayer that she said the friday prayer mm -hmm. and uh the Taraweeh prayer in ramadan so last year it was like really not that active so this year we came in thinking like okay we need to do more because there's not like a lot of people that even knew about like the friday prayer or the Juma prayer so we we're like what can we do to like um uh, like tell people that hey msa is still active and like we still exist so we just made an appointment with the president and uh, we were just like hey like you're the president but there's a lot of people that don't know about msa like there's something we're not doing right and we would like to take part in like making msa like known again because it used to be quite active back in the years like they used to have all these big events but they don't do that anymore so we just all gathered like the board members and stuff and then we made a plan of okay we're gonna do like a kickoff like uh msa event and that kind of had to get pushed back because of like finals and stuff but then after we came back from spring break we all just made a plan we talked with like our um what do you call it the committee chair or like the person who like it's like a um what do you call it faculty advisor for like clubs so we talked with him and then we just organized everything and this year we're just doing a lot more we had the kickoff event uh we had um the prayers the Juma prayers the trawi prayer and we just have a lot more people joining this time because there's a lot of more awareness and we're like doing posters the social media is like all started up right now so yeah like it's going really great so exciting i actually one day um uh, found a uh i think i think it's some some of you tabling at csu yes. and giving out the uh, uh, really wonderful uh, information about you know explaining religion and a lot of practices and I personally actually stopped by and just pick up something and it's just that it's so great and um, how it's like 
how would I say? How is like you know maybe kind of reaction or like do you, do you get any feedback from your other members or like you know how how do they see the you know the MSA to be more active this year? Like how do they feel like that? They actually like uh, the old members are the students who were over here and they haven't seen MSA active quite in a while and stuff, and they see all these events going on right now and like right now we even have a Ramadan event which we are planning to have, so uh, like everyone is just like okay now we are f- we are happy that you know Ramadan I mean sorry the MSA is back. Okay, now all the Muslim students together can just like celebrate everything together. It's like it, now it feels more like a home, you know. So yeah, everyone is quite happy about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in our last event, it was like the kickoff start or like uh, like uh, introduction to MSA, and we had a lot more turnout than we thought we were gonna have. Mm-hmm. So that just us as like board members, we were just really proud that we were able to organize those things with the help of Dr. Yamin. And yeah, it was just great. We were so happy to see everybody there. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um. So I think I was like more of like curious about that, that, you know, becoming more and more active that the community, I'm just like, you know, really curious about, um, I heard the re- there's a certain routine um, in the day or week or the certain day that you, um, like in Islam that you practice um the the daily or at a certain time i just wonder what is it like to be the daily routine at university or you know some like a regular day and um i just wonder if you can share a little bit about that um so in islam we have five daily prayers okay which we have to lay so our first prayer starts it's called fajr okay so it starts like around it depends on the timings you know like on spring fall and summer it always depends but as like right now it starts at 6 a.m okay and then we have another prayer which is called duhur which is the afternoon prayer we have it during at like 1 1 p.m so and the other asr which is like almost between the sunset and like you know sunset and noon Okay, we have it at around like 4 p.m. And then Maghrib, which is like um, the sunset prayer. So like during these and then the last prayer is called Isha, which is like the bedtime prayer. Okay, so we have these prayers and mostly most of the time during uh, the middle three prayers, Dhuhr, Asr and Maghrib, which is like the afternoon to sunset prayers. We will be at the classes or, you know, at the university. So like we are really happy that MSA, uh, I'm sorry, not MSA, MSU has arranged a prayer room or a reflection room for us in CSU, which is really very helpful to us Muslims, where we like where we can just okay after our classes are over or after we are done with any activities, we can just go and pray over there, and we are also really happy that MSU has arranged a ablution room which is like so that we can you know wash ourselves off okay before we pray um yeah so it's just like i mean due to with the help of msu it's just got more easier for us to you know practice our religion as well yeah i mean i would agree with her too like we have these five daily prayers and like we have classes in between but because we have like these services that the university provides it just makes it a lot easier and sometimes like like we're buildings apart like from CSU or you could be all the way in Ford Hall so like for me personally I have like a pocket prayer rug that I could just 
flip out and I could just pray wherever I'm at. But mainly I go to like the CSU reflection room. And I think currently right now, student government is working on getting us like a private place, like with the door, because like right now it's in the hallway. So we can like still hear people talking or like walking or sometimes they'll be having meetings where they're like they're playing music and that can be distracting at times. But still, like we're really grateful that we at least have that. But yeah, I know student government is working on getting us like a closed room, at least in CSU. So that's great. Well, I, I think, yeah, I heard about that, too. And I um I think I walked past that the uh, the the room uh, several times. I just realized, yeah, it's it's really there's a um, how can I say it's a little wall a or curtain like kind cur of curtain yeah. to just kind of separate, but it's not completely you know no. private or yeah. the sound wise. I hear yes. kind of like a people yeah. walking yeah. and it just yes. I don't know it's just like how it made, but like the sound seems to be a little bit yes. like distracting when it comes to yeah. you know mm -hmm. when you focus wants to focus on you know yeah. the thing yeah. I uh so that's why we are actually working on like having a bigger room so that at least you know we just don't get in and into any kind of distraction and we can actually just focus on the prayers and stuff. But hopefully we you know we can get through it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Emma, our student government asked MSA members to like fill out a petition because they when they see that these many people are in support of having this service they're like more likely to allow it. So we've been able to like get a lot. Like I think it was over 200 signatures. So that's really good. Yeah, that is amazing. I was going to say, if you need another signature, let me know. I'd also <laughs> sign off on it. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. I would love to sign up too <laughs> as well. And um, I think my, uh, how can I say, another thing that I really wanted to ask about was that, you know, there are five daily prayers and um, as a college student, I also understand that we have, you know, those classes and all those busy, busy schedules. How would you like to balance those two, that the academic and, you know, the prayers and all the uh, practices that you have to do? Or is there any way that you feel like you kind of have to make everything together and just like make it work? Um, so personally for me, I just think of it as a, like, you know, meeting with my Lord. So we have a specific, like, since we have all these specific times and stuff, I'm like, okay, if I, if right now I had a meeting with my professor, I would just go and meet her no matter if I was even in the middle of the class and stuff. But right now I'm waiting till my class ends. So I'm like, okay, I have a meeting with my Lord, which I will have to do it. Okay. No matter what. So just you know just getting through it you know thinking of it as a important task and you know just keeping it aside like no matter whatever or whatever you're doing you can do all those later you can enjoy your worldly life but also you can just fulfill your duty towards your god yeah um yeah i mean i agree with her as well it's like a priority like we i try to prioritize my prayers first and then like even when signing up for classes in the beginning you kind of have to keep in mind like you have other prayers that you need to fulfill so just finding a way like for that to fit into your schedule is something that like, we think about and um also like there's like hours in between so like we have a set time for a prayer but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to pray exactly at that time you just have to pray before the other prayer uh comes so like we kind of have like a little lean how do you say that word uh, Lenient. leniency yeah so <laughs> it's like not really like it's one o'clock you have to pray at one o'clock otherwise your prayer is invalid you have a little time to in between to like find time or space to pray so yeah wow that's great <laughs> and yeah i think it's really you know i was really curious about that you know how those two works and i, I really like that the, how the you know um you two are setting the priority and just kind of yeah. making sure the everything lines up well 
Um, and I think I also was really curious about now that more and more, I think I wouldn't say awareness, it's the, like a presence or like, you know, Muslim Student Association uh, has been a lot more active than before. And how does that affect your maybe your belongingness or your feeling of like you know the community that at MSU like you know would you feel much you know stronger about that you know there there is a community that you uh, can kind of like rely on or like I, I don't know how does how does that difference that MSA MSA make before and now before and now. Um. I would say, uh, like, before we knew that MSA exists, okay, but we didn't have any, like, you know, okay, where, sh- where should I go if I had any questions, okay, or where should I go if I, like, wanted to know something more about my religion or just wanted to get connected more with my people. But now, since MSA is, like, more active, we have people coming to us and asking us about, like, you know, sometimes they're asking us about religion. Sometimes, you know, okay, uh, where can we meet up or, like, you know, just talk about prayers. Like, for uh, we have a sisters group, a Muslims, uh, Muslim sisters group uh, made by a student named Kabira. Okay, so she has, like, she, I mean, how do I say this? She has this specific time every Thursday okay uh between like eight to nine where she prays okay and all the other girls join in the zoom meeting and we all pray together okay so it's like we are praying in a group okay before like we can pray alone but it's like you know praying in a group just gives you like okay you're not distracted at or anything and you're like okay i don't have to feel like okay i'm alone praying all alone and stuff but i'm praying with a group and feeling more you know secure i would say so I would say that, yeah, when MSA started becoming more active, people started feeling more like, okay, I ha- if I have anything, if I have, if I feel like I'm backing out on my religion or like I'm just focusing too much on my, you know, classes and stuff and I cannot focus on my religion, I still have somewhere to go back to and then, you know, have a balance in between those. Yeah. Um, as for me personally, before like MSA was really active, I mean, I had like my friends, like most of my friends, like we share the same faith. So like that was easy to find like a belonging. And then I also have my family here. So it was really not like, I didn't feel kind of like lonely or I didn't have anybody in my community to like go to. But after MSA started for me, it was just like, okay, like I have these things, but I'm pretty sure there's like not other people that have these things. Cause I know a lot of international students are like here alone. So I was like, we need to provide something for them, like a community, a sense of feeling for them to like th- that they belong and stuff. So for me, it was really important that, what is it called? We create something like MSA or like it was there already, but like make it more well-known so that other people, if they're feeling like, oh, I don't have any community here, or I'm feeling kind of left out or ostracized, at least they have somewhere they can come to and like they they'll be welcomed and they belong to yeah yeah like for example for us like most of the south asian i mean i mean asian students and stuff we co- where we come back from home we have this uh, like you know group prayers where every day uh, like the five daily prayers we pray together and then during ramadan we pray together we break our fast together so for this, like right now, when MSA just got more active, for all those Asian students, okay, Asian and Middle Eastern students, actually, they just started like, okay, now we have this place where we can actually just meet up with more of our people or we can, and we can just, you know, ha- ha- pray in group and break iftar, I mean, you know, break our fast in 
you know group and we are not alone okay even though we are away from our family we just found a family over here yeah it's interesting i think um i was actually going to you know ask you about how that community you know in general you know beyond msu would work um you know is like how how is it like to be in this community and especially i I really like interesting how the international student who shares the same face coming to you know the mankato or coming to msu and just kind of get connected with the local muslim community and just kind of there is a little how can i say crossover and a more and more connection sounds like the msa kind of provides or you know establish in that way Um I would actually say like since I'm an international student so she's my best friend okay so like for me I like being an international student and she being a local I actually had a very strong support okay when I found her okay now I was like if if I was all alone by myself I don't know how I would have managed everything and stuff okay or if I would have just backed out a little bit but since she's with me it's like okay we have our classes together we have our you know everything together okay like uh, we can do this later and we can pray right now or we can just okay like right now we are doing all these or maybe we are watching some movies and stuff maybe we can just use this time to you know sometimes you know we just practice something else okay so it's like for i would say like being an international students locals like all the local other muslim students they are actually really helpful to us and they're very open it's like you know just it literally felt like we are actually coming from a family to another family it was really it's really grateful Yeah, I mean when I first met her it was like I mean I'm an introvert to begin with but like after I came to like college and stuff I was like I need to put myself out there and like there's international students I knew that but I was just like I'm just going to stay in my own little bubble I'm not going to talk to anyone but then I met her and then what is it called I learned that she was an international student and then I was able to share my insight on like I mean I've lived here for a while so I was able to share insight on here and it was very nice to have somebody where like you guys can hold each other accountable on some things and you guys just like um like like they you guys like can work on your religion together because sometimes it can be like burdensome or it can just feel too much when you're just by yourself but when you have somebody doing it with you it's just it makes it more fun and enjoyable I think yeah That's great. That's great. I think it's really interesting to um, you know, see really like a synergy, you know, between those two. Um, and I think it's really kind of leading to uh my another kind of like section uh or theme uh in this uh in this episode that I really wanted to ask about, you know, how the uh this growing Muslim community I f- see some like, you know, more and more uh people either you know maybe from some immigrants from Somalia i see that they also share many of them share the face in islam and as, as well as the international students how how do you see this like a growing muslim community in the southern minnesota in mankato and like i don't know what are the changes that you feel or like if you're in the town like what 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 do you observe um i mean i I used to be like a Somali immigrant like I came here as an immigrant like in uh, 2006 2007 around there and there's been a lot of change because I mean I was a kid so like I don't remember most of it but I remember like growing up as a teenager like uh I didn't really go to a mosque with somebody but uh like there's new mosques that started opening like I remember there was only one in uh downtown 
uh that was called dara bubakar i just knew about that one like i didn't know about the islamic center i didn't know about the wisdom house there's a lot of things i didn't know but as soon as these things started opening people in the community start talking about it and then we started attending those and like we also learned um the quran like how to read arabic and how to write arabic and how to re- uh, read the translation and stuff like that we learned that at like a islamic center we didn't learn that at home but because these services slowly started coming up a lot of people started like joining and then that's how like um families were able to like make other friends with other families and then like they just you know build a sense of community with each other because they attend these services and stuff so um yeah it, it is really interesting to see the you know they really the growth and fostering that community and finding the more and more resources you know in the community as well in the community center you know yes. in on top of the mosque there are it's a center and you know the people who are here to kind of like help the you know the the muslim community to be so strong and you know present um i just wonder really curious as a you know um as myself coming to this community like you know new newer uh i'm really curious about like you know what are some like misconceptions maybe that the people have I would say the like uh, the concept misconception I've heard about the most okay is just that oh, like since I cover up myself like this and then most of the Muslim women we just wear hijab and then you know cover ourselves like this we uh, ha- we just face the misconception saying that women we are oppressed okay so that's the thing i mean for us it's an obligation okay to cover ourselves as a form of modesty okay but we have a free of will whether i choose to cover or not okay but it's just like an act of modesty where i'm just following the word of my god okay it's not as an uh, oppression and every girl has the right to choose so it's also it can not be forced on anyone okay so if like we can actually give this as an example if i right now force someone to have some food okay and they're they're already full but i'm still like forcing them to have some food and stuff they might end up just you know throwing up okay so it's just the same way you like if you force someone to wear something or just do an act of worship that won't come from their heart okay and it will just end up you know having a uh, evil you know grow up inside them and it will just end up you know having a hatred towards the religion and that's what our religion forbids okay but i see that you know most of the non muslims okay they just don't you know seem to like you know get that part okay and just think that okay no for us since we most of the muslim women we cover ourselves it was just forced upon us yeah Uh yeah, I agree with her because from like the perspective of like me being a woman and stuff, a Muslim woman, that's the most like misconception we see is like they think we're oppressed and that we don't have the uh the choice to make our own choices and stuff, but it's like far from that. Like I grew up like my parents taught me about hijab and stuff like that, but they never said like you have to wear it or if you don't wear it then like, you know, something crazy is going to happen. They didn't say that. It was just like they taught us about it we had the knowledge we had the information so whether you want to apply it was like totally up to you but because i grew up in a like a very religious uh household like my dad's an imam my mom is like she covers and stuff like that i saw that as an example and based on what they taught me i was just like okay this is a choice i'm making for myself nobody else is just between me and god 
so I'm just going to do that. But a lot of people just think <clears throat> we're just forced to like, you know, cover up, like we don't have a choice or like because we're so covered up and stuff, they think we can't participate in certain things. Like, I mean, I grew up with nine brothers, so like I did everything <laughs> that a boy could do, okay, while being covered up. So it doesn't limit the things we can do. It doesn't limit our knowledge. It doesn't limit anything. It's just we're just like everybody else except more covered up. So, yeah. Mm, interesting. I love that. Yeah, it's interesting, like how you know Muslim people perceive the uh, you know how can I say Islam or like the hijab in mm -hmm. this case the example that you mentioned and how they make sometimes a little judgment like yes, in a yeah. way that's yeah it's really interesting to kind of hear that and your determination you know in this religion it's really here. Mm -hmm. um, I was trying to come up with anything else, Mallory. Do you have any? I mean. I learned a lot today. I loved hearing your stories. I think you're both amazing, empowering women. Do you have anything else you want to share? Um, I would just like to add that, you know, uh, like we may look like physically Muslim, but there's also other Muslims who don't physically look Muslim, but they're Muslim. You don't know what everyone, what people are going through. You don't know what challenges they're facing. So it's just like, I just want to say, like, be kind to everyone and stuff. Like, no, like you don't have to be Muslim or not. Just be kind to everybody. But especially, like, uh, those who are, like, struggling with, like, there's people who struggle with religion. Like, uh, like thank God, like, I'm not struggling right now. But I've met people who struggle with their religion and stuff. So it's just, but they don't show it. So it's just, like, good to keep in mind that uh, people will struggle. Like, religion is not an easy thing. People will struggle. So just, like don't like deter people from like the religion or don't just be hard on them because they're not doing something correctly. So I just want to remind everybody like just to be kind to everyone. <laughs> um, I've also actually seen in most of the cases that when uh, like, okay, so when a person doesn't act, okay, like any bad deed or any, you know, just some stupid act or something. So it's just seen that, okay, this person is stupid. It's not like, it's not going against the, uh, like it's not, People aren't pointing out things like, oh my God, this specific religion uh, person, okay, is doing this stupid act or something like this. But when, especially a Muslim, okay, does anything bad, okay, so there are Muslims who drink, okay. We, oh, so in our religion, drinking is forbidden, smoking is forbidden, um, you know, there are so many things, like there are some things that are forbidden, okay. So, but there are Muslims who does, uh, who does that act. Okay, and then we see people coming towards and judging. Okay, so all Muslims are bad because this one Muslim did this act. Okay, we actually face that kind of things a lot. But I would just like to say, not you cannot actually judge one per. I mean, a whole group of ten people just based off one person's. Uh, you know how you see one person. Okay, one Muslim cannot. You cannot judge one Muslim. I'm sorry, a whole, you know, one point, I don't know how many billion people of Muslims, okay, just based off one Muslim you have seen in your life, just doing something that was maybe, you know, you see, you have seen that as a rude thing, okay, just, and also, you know, people, we are Muslims, you know, we do hijab, but there are Muslims that doesn't do hijab, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they are literally completely against religion, they are completely, you know, you know, just... I have seen, like, I have seen people who are just struggling, still struggling with it. There are born Muslims, but, you know, they have to find their way, journey to Islam, okay? So it's just like, every, our life is full of a journey. So they're still on their journey, and 
we maybe we don't know who has reached their journey yet maybe we'll reach our journey when you know when we die so it's just you know not judging anyone based on their look mm-hmm. yeah and then one last thing i'd like to add uh, going off of what she said is like the religion is perfect like the book is there like people can follow the book to the t and we still wouldn't be perfect because we're humans we have desires we have free will we will like like we were born to make mistakes and stuff so yeah. since the religion is perfect like the followers are not perfect so you can't just like judge a whole group of muslims based on like what she said on one person cuz the religion is perfect but the people are not perfect we make mistakes yeah. so we just need to remind each other like we're not perfect we're going to make mistakes we're not going to follow the religion exactly as it says cuz if we were perfect then we wouldn't be going through these trials and stuff you know mm. so yeah 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 it's really the thing and it, you know i i like that that commitment the determination mm-hmm. in a relationship between you know that your god and yourself is really and everyone has that own journey to kind of like go along with that yes. so i really learned a lot today to hear you know how 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 we how we want to learn how we want to understand the uh islam and um you know muslim like um how can i say the um, the experiences that the muslim of the muslim people here in this community i feel like so thank you is there anything mallory i was just going to say and i think msa is such a good opportunity for people to just feel whether they are on their journey or not they're accepted it's an open place thank you so much for joining us today and i'm looking forward to seeing more and more you know events activities and presence from msa and my name is uh, my name is rito hashimoto and I'm Mallory Schaefer. Uh, peace out. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <Good laughs> Thank <way>. you. <laughs>